Welcome to the Tech on Trial podcast, where we dive deep into the latest trends and innovations in the tech world. I'm your host, Sal, and today I'm joined by a brilliant Victor Angers, CEO of Apogee Suite. Together, we'll explore the fascinating world of leveraging natural language processing for efficient legal document review. But before we get started, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and stay updated in all future episodes. Now, let's jump right in. Today, we're gonna shine some light on the game-changing advancements in natural language processing and how it revolutionizes the way legal documents are reviewed. Legal professionals spend countless hours through documents, but with the power of NLP and AI, these processes can be faster, more accurate, and ultimately more efficient. So Victor, as an expert in the area with years of experience, could you give us some quick overview of what NLP entails? Absolutely. Thanks for the intro, Sal. Generally, NLP, as the name would suggest, is a level of processing or understanding of language. I mean, the end there is really there because natural language is sort of our language, right? It's people's language. The reality is that it's a field that has started off in the, in the far, far distant past as a bunch of roughly if this, then that kind of programs. Like if a word follows this kind of word, if, you know, the intent seems to be this way. So it was very rudimentary for a very long time. And now we get to a place where the advances in AI and deep learning in neural networks has made it such that NLP is really supercharged and at the forefront of everybody's psyche. We're at a place now where almost everybody has interacted with some form of NLP, whether that is you know, generally doing any kind of email program because they generally have some kind of understanding of your language, or all the way through to things like ChatGPT or Google's Bard, or even Facebook or Meta's. NLP is really looking at the position of texts, understanding what kind of words may come next or should come next, the underlying feeling or sentiment behind text paragraph or whatnot, and then trying to get to an understanding of that text, which then allows you to do things down the line. So you could use NLP as a signal to further AI programs or as a signal to itself, or really just to give your other databases or other people more information that they need. That's a lot. Before we dive into the specifics, like I know you, of course, but let us dissecate a little bit who Victor is. Like you're CEO of Apogee Suite. You've been in the road for many, many years. Apogee is a tech company specialized in LP solutions. And then you were the forefront of this kind of a whole exciting field and so on. Can you tell us a little bit of your journey? How did you start? How do you came kind of to basically be a driving force before Apogee Suite. Absolutely, Sal. I'll try to keep it short because, I mean, as you can see, there's some gray hair. So there's some battle scars <laughs> in tech generally. I started my career in the world of data. I actually didn't start in college thinking of computer science. I actually wanted to do like chemical and material science, but I didn't like the prospects of work there. So I moved over to math and computer science and physics, which were secondary passions which actually grew into like way bigger passions. 
Starting off early, I went to a bit of aerospace, a bit of telco, a lot of banking. That's generally what the greater Toronto area has in terms of large industry. And it let me play and, and sort of be at the behest of large data sets all over the place. As time evolved, those large data sets turned into more valuable data as BI became a thing, and then data warehousing became a thing, and then data lakes, and then shallow machine learning. We were at the forefront of that as early as 2010, 2008. And then into the 2010s, we got into more of the neural networks and deep learning, mm. and then into robotics. So I've had a varied career doing things in pure software, pure hardware, robotics, and always with a penchant for lots of data and always with a penchant for AI. The first job where I was in terms of like architecture and, and leadership had me deal with just slews of data, specifically comment data for sort of like the social media ising of other people's sites where it would allow other people to comment, like, and do all this stuff at someone else's site. So at a destination, not on Facebook, not on, on somewhere else. In that world, we used NLP right when I was about to leave. I was able to get a project going where we used NLP to do moderation, to understand sentiment, to flag certain things. And it ended up being a system that could have replaced the moderation that we were paying for through people. But there was a certain level of comfort to our clients for them to have people and for them to have those people making decisions where it didn't get affected while I was there. And I haven't checked back whether or not it's been there. But ever since then, my whole world has been in the world of, of language processing. Yeah. And here we are with Apogee Suite now. Quite simple, eh? I mean, it's like <laughs> in the matter of a second, I can tell you the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So... Going back to what we were talking about, the NLP for particularly for this whole document world, the document processing management. So one of the key challenges today is the sheer volume of data that needs to be processed. So how does NLP kind of help tackle this issue in this particular world? Yeah, if we were simply considering the legal world, you have to understand it's like a paper, paper heavy world. You know, mm -hmm. if you've seen any legal show, whether it's like, you know, suits or really like any courtroom drama, there is inevitably a scene or two where they're doing research and you see behind them just file folders and file folders and file folders all over the place, just paper everywhere. Or they're doing discovery and like somebody drops off 500 boxes for discovery. Now, imagine trying to do all that. To, it's true. I mean, this happens because if you're on the opposing side, you want to sort of push your opponents, so the prosecuting or the defense side, to waste time. Because if they waste time, they may not find the thing that you need. So you over-deliver on discovery. So that's one thing that NLP can do really well, is if you're looking for a needle in the haystack, you can find needles quite easily with NLP. It's just a matter of processing time at that point. Beyond the discovery world, I mean, because it is so paper heavy and everything is written or, I guess, brought to paper at some point in, in the legal world, there's a lot of aid from NLP in analyzing text, the structure of text, understanding decisions and court filings, pleadings and motions generally. And then with specific NLP algorithms and often for specific types of law, you get to a place where you can identify 
key clauses. You can identify relevant entities in those clauses. You can identify intent in all these things. You could identify even questions that you should be asking of your document and have all of those things answered by NLP. So it really is sort of a monumental time for NLP in the legal world. And we're still at more or less scratch the surface or tip of the iceberg. That's interesting. So when it comes to accuracy, like how does NLP kind of stack up against like the traditional methods? Like, of course, like a human, like a accuracy is like the way to go so far as the standard method and so on. There's also errors. Yes. So how does NLP stack up against these traditional methods and how does it kind of a benefit of these folks? Yeah, good question. Generally, NLP is only as good as it's been trained to be. So if you started with like a rough NLP model of some sort or NLP extraction, it may be garbage. It may not be very good. But when you get to a place where it's been fine-tuned and you understand your context really well, it can lead to incredibly high accuracy. You know, at the point where humans can't get to that kind of accuracy, And I guess the winning formula is that it's not only accurate and that also leads to less errors, but it's always on. Whereas if you're talking about us, like even the most overworked people aren't working, you know, more than 10 to 12 hours a day. Uh, so you're always going to have a computer that beats them at least two to one. And then the speed at which a computer does things, like I know that I can read extremely fast because of years of over reading and stuff. Like I wasn't very big on TV. I was more into reading, but even still, I can't ingest the way that let's say Google does, or that even Apogee suite does, because in a matter of, you know, milliseconds, I've read an entire document that's hundreds of pages long in Apogee suite. Whereas me personally, that'll still take, you know, 20, 30 minutes to read. So the speed at which you do things is a big determining factor, but also the accuracy gets better and better and better because we also tend to make the NLP better with time because it's processing more work. It's getting more or time is flattening up for it and becoming as if it was doing the amount of work that a human might do in a lifetime, it'll do in, you know, several months or something. So it's sure. going to be much more adept at the task than a human can be. I cannot say the same for me. We can build a model for you for sure. <laughs> so it sounds like there's a lot of potential, but with the new technologies and so on, there's also limitations, challenges and so on. What kind of limitations do we currently have? What kind of challenges we have in terms of implementing an NLP for the law practice? Well, generally NLP has, as the world probably realizes, has become pretty mainstream and has made like massive strides. Just think of GPT and the things that it can do. Even when it's like imagining or hallucinating things, it sounds pretty cool that it's pretty confident, you know, but like the reality is that legal documents are extremely complex. They're filled with technical data, technical language, and extremely unique phrasing. I mean, even us humans, if we're not trained in reading or understanding legal documents, those can come off of, as like jibber jabber, like they don't quite make sense. And it's often why you need a legal professional just there to translate that document for you when you're a human-to-human -human interaction. So 
for NLP itself, you really need to understand or have your algorithms understand context correctly, which can mean that you have several models. This isn't like one mm. model. It's not one human sort of a wizard of Oz behind the curtain. It's really more that there are hundreds of little models working. It might be a model for each type of law, maybe a type of law and industry or type of law industry and agreement. We're not going to give you exactly the special sauce that we do, but you have to realize that we deploy several you know, dozens, at least, of models to understand and process all of this, all of the data, all of the legal data that is in these documents. So implementation really requires some level of expertise uh, and foresight, but all of the challenges that come with the implementation and the specific types of law can be addressed and managed effectively because of experience that we have in this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's fascinating. So what about next? What the future reserves and what are the advancements and the possibilities you see over the next couple of years? Generally in the industry, what we see is the start of authoring is becoming a big deal. So beyond just contract analysis, due diligence and legal research, we're seeing that legal professionals are loving the idea of having sort of like an AI assistant or AI advisor or like a paralegal, let's say that's mm -hmm. AI, which allows them to better write quickly, more quickly write or come up with compelling agreements, motions, pleading, whatever it is, right? It's almost like a personal assistant. It's like a very smart personal assistant. This isn't just a personal assistant who's like fetching you coffee or bookkeeping or something. It's I literally- do that yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that would be great, you know? Also, by the way, Apogee Suite, go get me a coffee. No, but realistically, there's just a lot of stuff coming up in the future because of us being able to now understand agreements, contracts, all the stuff more easily as well as understanding the decisions more easily. Uh, we're working on a lot of stuff that's pretty advanced that we can't really talk about, but it's in the world of authoring for sure. We want to mm -hmm. help lawyers create, but we also want to aid the public a little to self-serve a little bit in this world, obviously with sort of like a owner operator model where there is some version of legal help there available so that we don't get very bad legal agreements all over the world. We still want them to be like super solid and mean what you intended it to mean. No, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's it from my side. And uh, I wanted to thank you for explaining a little bit more the fascinating world of NLP, where we're going to talk much more about these advancements and, and how NLP will kind of shape the future of not only the legal industry, but also document processing and all of the activities around. So for you who's watching, make sure to follow us and subscribe and follow the future episodes where we can explore much more of those captivating tech top topics. Until next time, well, Victor, thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a great week.